You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Welcome to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast with Amy and Nick. And you might get some pets in the background as well on this podcast. But... (laughs) Today's podcast episode is why keeping score in marriage doesn't work. And I think this is a great podcast episode because I know for us in our marriage, we've kind of experienced this, right? Maybe early on in our marriage where we were keeping score a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And we know a lot of other couples, um, you know, deal with this as well. And I think going back, you know, if you haven't read a great book, uh, we have a great book that we've read by the Klimps called the 80-80 marriage and talks about kind of the 50-50 marriage model where you're trying to keep everything fair in marriage or trying to keep score. It should be 50-50. And I think back like, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, that totally used to be the model that people would try to follow, right? 50-50, let's keep everything fair. In that book, they talk about why that doesn't work. And so, you know, we'll kind of hit on that a little bit during this podcast but uh, you look you look like you're deep in thought. I'm, I'm looking over at you, and I'm just looking at you. Nick and just you, keeps talking, so I don't want to cut him off. you look deep in thought, and I'm just like, what is going on in her head? So I got Well, you kept to, talking, so I didn't want to cut you off. Cut me off, baby. <laughs> this is one of the most controversial issues in marriage. It is, because we all do it, we or we all have done it, or I don't know. It's just, it's really hard not to do. We're super guilty of this. We're all super guilty of this. And it's not something like, oh, we've gotten better at it. It still comes back to you all the time. Like you always, we're human, so we feel like this. So anyone who's like, this is me, this is me. Like, yeah, it's pretty much everybody. Everyone suffers with this. Yeah, for sure. That's what I wanted to say. Because keeping score, to not keep score is super hard. It is. It really is. Hard. It really is. Like we have had to really work on mastering this one and I still find myself or catch myself in that mindset once in a while and I have to be like get out of my mindset because it's not it's not healthy at all. For sure. And I think when you're when you're comparing each other of what you're doing when you're keeping score it, it truly, keeping score truly makes it become more of a competition. Like if I'm keeping score with what I'm doing versus what you are doing and things like that, then it, it truly becomes a competition like me against you and you against me. And how, how in the world can that be healthy? Instead of working together as a team, now it's just like, well, we're, we're not equal. You know, she's a little bit ahead, so I got to catch up almost in like a sporting event, right? Like you, you have, the whole goal is to like, try to you know keep up or not not let your spouse I guess uh, get ahead so to speak because that's not fair and that should never be your attitude is who is getting a higher score right 
So for those of you who are like, I really don't have a clue what you're talking about because we're just kind of going on about keeping score. We'll give you a few examples. We'll both share a couple. And we haven't had time to think about this, so this is like on a whim. <laughs> so an example in our marriage I could think of of keeping score is when the financial issues happened at year like year 10 and Nick had been working on this massive business and I had to take over the role of financially providing. So I had four kids and had a one-year-old. So we my kids, had four kids. Sorry. We had four kids. Uh, or, or did you just have them and I didn't know? No, you're a big part of that. Well, you're <laughs> a little part of that. Just yeah, kidding. I, I had that. I, <laughs> you had a little hand in that. Yeah, it was like 10 seconds. Was 10 seconds. I'll give you a 60 seconds. <laughs> um, we're joking. Uh, Nick always says, he always catches me on that. I have to be better. No, I'm totally joking. Now I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> so at this moment in our marriage, I was financially supporting us 100%. And I had four ki little kids from like one to eight, one to seven. And I felt like Nick doesn't cook. And Nick was never taught to clean. No offense to you. You just weren't, right? You can admit yeah, that. I'd say that, yeah. So early on, I'd, I sucked for sure. Nick literally, I don't think has ever mopped a floor in his life, which is fine because I don't mind doing that. So we figured out a balance now. But at the beginning, like when all this was going on, I felt like was marriage was super unfair. I felt like you were not bringing anything to this, this table. And I, that's not a good feeling. So the minute I let my mind start thinking that, Instead of having good communication and doing the things that we're going to talk about that's healthy, I decided to be resentful. I decided to start keeping score. Like, well, I did this, this, this. I mothered, I parent, I cleaned, and I'm financially supported us today. What did you do? And that mentality got worse and worse and could have destroyed us, right? For sure, yeah. So that's... This is where the whole gender roles things comes in when it's keeping score. And this is where a lot of the issues become. Because a husband might think, well, you're a stay-at-home mom and now our kids are all in school. What the crap did you do all day today? The house isn't even clean. I don't even have dinner on the table. That's scorekeeping. Um, a wife might think, well, you don't make that much money. And I'm dealing with all the kids and cleaning the house and doing all this. That's scorekeeping. One, well, you know, right? Yeah, for sure. And another another example is like, let's say a husband goes out and plays golf, right? Oh, we've had this one too. So we've had this one too. So um, I go out and play golf and it takes, you know, five hours. So I remember getting home and Amy's like, okay, you just took five hours to play golf. I get five hours to do whatever I want to do. And I'm like, okay, no, sounds good. That's totally I cool. finally got to that point, though, because you played, he played golf for a living. So he was gone playing golf multiple times a week for multiple hours. And I'm like, wait, I'm doing everything around the house. And scorekeeping began, began. Yeah, for sure. Right? And then you start having this mentality that gets dangerous. Like, well, you just left for five hours, so now I'm leaving for five hours. Good luck to you. You know? That's a bad attitude to have also. Yeah, and, and again, what happens is when you start keeping score, there's always going to be a winner and there's always going to be a loser. Um, it's Absolutely. Just that, that's just the way it is. It'll never be fair. And because it'll never be fair, you're always going to have that contention between you saying, oh, well, well, I got to get, 
I got to do more because, you know, he spent more time doing this or vice versa. It's just, it's a constant battle and, it, and we've been there. And we have not- totally been there, especially with the golf. And I know a lot of moms that talk about golf, like it is a long day, especially when husbands are going every single Saturday, when they're not working. Like we get it. If there's anyone who gets it, we get it. So we were just trying to throw out some examples of how that can kind of start or some situations of where scorekeeping can get out of hand. Yeah. So we have figured it out, I think, for the most part. It took us a lot of years, and I can say that we can now talk about this and say exactly what we did wrong and now what we do right so that this doesn't happen anymore. And it really is a change of mindset and doing some of these tools that we're going to talk about. Yeah, and I think the first thing you have to do is just kind of change your mentality and say, okay, how do we work together as a team? Because if you're working together as a team, that means you don't have to do everything together. But in the marriage, you're like, okay, we're a team. There's a there's a million things that need to be accomplished. Uh, most marriages kind of divide and conquer, and the husband's responsible for certain mm-hmm. things, and the wife's responsible for certain things, and 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 obviously then also helping pick things up. Like for example, in our marriage, um, now. Yeah, I there's tons of times where I'll just go do the laundry or I'll clean something or I'll, you know, whatever. Just so that because I want to do that and I want to help. And there's times that you really help me with things. So we just now, I think, and, if, and again, if you read the, the book, The 8080 Marriage, it talks about how you just need to look at it as, you know, working together as a team and just get each giving 80%. Mm-hmm. instead of 50%, and then that equals 160%, and that there's a lot of room, obviously, in that. And so I think the first thing, again, is just really work together as a team and you know stop thinking about keeping score, but what can we do as a couple to just conquer or get all the things done that we need to you know, throughout each and every day? And well, some days, oh, sorry, some days you have to just recognize that maybe the wife is going to do more. And some days maybe the husband is going to do more. But if you're both just giving everything and truly um, just just trying to give everything you can give, uh, then then keeping score really doesn't matter. Yeah, for sure. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you forgot? I forgot. Sorry. Okay. It'll no come worries. back to me. So here, here are the reasons starting out of why you shouldn't keep score. Um, obviously, first one we've kind of already hit on. You know, keeping score in a marriage creates a competitive atmosphere where each of you are focused on who is doing more and who is doing less. And of course, this can create a lot of tension, a lot of conflict in the relationship, making it really difficult to build that strong foundation. Um, you know, if you feel like you're constantly competing with each other, you're going to become resentful and hostile to one another. You just, there's no way around it. I remember. Um, you can't... Like, if you have a team sport, there's not just one winner. Like, you you win as an entire team, right? And I think that changing your mindset in marriage has to be, we do not win unless we win together. Because unless your marriage is healthy and happy, you're really not winning in the marriage life, right? Yeah, so exactly. I, I think that it really just takes having that mindset shift set... Mindset shift... <laughs> change in your head to how do we tackle everything together 
not to make it fair, to, but to make it loving and respectful. And we're both doing as much as we possibly can, like you said. For sure. Yep. Well, like I said, it all it breeds resentment. I mean, Amy and I can honestly both say that there was resentment in our marriage, right? Because... Were you resentful? Well, if even if your spouse starts getting resentful... So going back to our experience, Amy is exactly right. You know, she was... She was cooking, taking care of the kids, and providing. And as she said, I was working on a, a very big project. So in my perception of my eyes, I'm like, well, what I'm doing is important because this is going to be our future, right? So I'm looking at it from my perspective, and she's looking at it from her perspective. And our perspectives were, were very different, especially the way we were raised differently and things like that. And so... If, if one spouse is building resentment, the other spouse, it's easy for the other spouse to build resentment. And then you just start slowly drifting apart, further apart, further apart, like, like two magnets that are turned around. It's almost impossible to put those things close together. They just repel each other. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it got pretty ugly. The thing that kept us together, like I always say, is sexual intimacy. Which? I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Because a lot of people will think, wow, you guys seem super disconnected. There's no way that you could be intimate and keep that alive. We did. We kept it alive. Sexual intimacy kept us married. And a lot of people, for a lot of people, that, that wouldn't have Would happened. Would never happen. Because the next thing is the this model or the keeping score damages intimacy. And it for definitely damages 99%, intimacy. we may, maybe we were the 1% couple that we kind of forced it not to, right? I mean, but. Yeah. But honestly, like Amy said, that connection truly saved our marriage. It really did. I mean, hands down. Like, that's nothing more to say about that, right? It's like, a good thing I love making love to you. Because <laughs> if you didn't make it awesome, I would have been like, that's out too. And then we would have been in big trouble. Yeah. So, which is the reason why we focus so much on amazing sexual intimacy. Then we'll move on. Okay. Let's yeah. set on that. <laughs> yep. Um, so obviously, yeah, it can damage intimacy. If you're sitting there keeping score and you're feeling resentment and you're just all over each other as far as, you know, what you're doing or not doing, you're constantly keeping keeping track and score, how in the world are you going to connect uh, physically? And again, I think Amy and I might have been the exception in this area for some for reason sure. or another. And I'm not saying we we knew what to do. I think we kind of just accidentally, thank, thank God, we accidentally made that a priority and without knowing it that really saved our marriage yep. um and then you know keeping score also creates imbalance in the relationship um again when when one spouse is doing more um they may feel like they have power over the other one there, there's just going to be that imbalance it's going to be virtually impossible to have that mutual respect um that mutual trust um, it, it's just going to throw everything out of whack. And again, we don't have enough time in this podcast to get into everything we've experienced, but we, we absolutely have felt this and dealt with this in our relationship earlier on. And I just want to make a comment about imbalance. This is the hard thing. I think a lot of couples are struggling and we want to talk about what, what you're struggling with. And we've done posts on this and videos and some um, polls on this. The problem that society, I think, is mostly having, and I'm not talking about everyone, is that a lot of women are now working. So we've gone off of those traditional roles of where the mom's at home and the dad works, and they both kind of bring something into that marriage, and they're completely different. 
And so it balances itself. I mean, I, we both grew up in households where the dads worked and the mom stayed home, ran the family, ran the house. That's a really big job. So I went into marriage thinking that was my role. My role was not that role when we got married. I had to take on a different role and keep that role. So now that we in our marriage are, are both running the business, both working as much as we can during the day. Both trying to build other businesses. Both, we're both working on other businesses too. We have kids that we're raising. We have a household. We have chores. We have the cleaning and the cooking and all that stuff, which I still take a lot of, love that on with the nurturing mom side that I have. But Nick has really learned to, like, we have had to conquer and divide in our marriage. And that takes communication. Absolutely. Which you're going to jump into. I know next. Which is, which is, we always talk about it, but that is what it takes. And that is the key. You hear us often say, you know, almost any issue can be resolved with good communication. And that, and that is true. And I think earlier on when Amy and I were really going through the difficult times, we we had good good communication, but we also didn't. Meaning, if there were tough topics that we knew were going to bring arguments or difficult things up, um, I know for me, I tended to just run away and stay from. I was like, I don't want this to cause an argument, and I would just totally bury it. And I think that was very detrimental in a lot of ways, obviously. And so you have to be able to to communicate and talk about things, share your feelings, be open and honest with each other. And it's difficult to do, but you've just got to do it. And if you have a spouse that has a hard time or doesn't want to talk about difficult topics, um, you can check out episode 128, what to do when your spouse won't talk about sex or other topics. Um, That's really, really, really good podcast. In that podcast, we talk about how a gentleman was just on, on his last leg, so to speak, with his marriage. He didn't know what else to do. And he decided to write a letter to his wife and that completely transformed their whole entire marriage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can listen to that episode. It's a fantastic episode. But getting, jumping back in, one of the other things on top of communication that I think is really important, it's really, really difficult to do, but extremely important is to serve your spouse. If you're in a marriage where you're, you know, feeling like you're just keeping score, The best thing you can do is just start serving your spouse, start doing things for them, start showing them how much you love them. And, you know, it can be done in so many different ways, but learn their love language, you Mm -hmm. know, learn learn what they love and, and just start serving them. And when you serve someone sincerely, it's all, it's going to be almost impossible to not have that, um, that I guess tension or that those, those imbalances or those feelings not you know slowly deteriorate in a good way you know and you said a key word which is sincerely like in your heart you genuinely want to serve them and show them that love and that's what a lot of marriages is missing yeah that takes like christ-like unselfish love that changes everything yeah and i need more of it and i think that the the final thing that we, you did really well, I think, um, is set boundaries. Um, let your spouse, when, in, when you're communicating, you know, let your spouse like know what, you know, what you're going to tolerate, what you're not going to tolerate. And I don't want to say we use that do, as a threat. We didn't do very good at that at the beginning, but we've really learned how to do that. Yeah. We've gotten much better at that around all areas. 
but just setting the boundaries and the expectations and really sitting down together and, and talking about, you know, what's expected. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think that's, that can be really, really important too. Yep. But, you know, we, we've dealt with this in our marriage. We've, we've had the times where, you know, we've, we've tried keeping score and, and trying to make that 50, 50. And even still to this day, you know, I think there's certain times where you're like, Oh man, I, I'm doing so much and my spouse isn't doing much or vice versa. And I think mm-hmm. it's just natural to have those feelings. But again, if you're working together as a team, there might be some times where your spouse is on the bench and you're in the game and it's time for you to perform. Mm-hmm. And other times where your spouse is on the court and you're on the bench, so to speak, like, if you're working together as a team, it doesn't really shouldn't really matter how much playing time you're getting. You're working together as a team. You have that common goal, and how do you get to the end result? Um, which is you know which is going to be a little bit different for everyone what that is. But and I just want to end on saying thank you and showing gratitude for your spouse for what they do do. That really changes attitudes in your marriage. And I didn't even, like, Nick stepped it up on Saturday. Like, I was exhausted after running a bunch of errands and running the kids. And I literally went laid on the couch. And he finished all of the laundry that night. And I don't even think I said thank you. Because sometimes we just start being like, well, it's his job too. It's, it, we both work, blah, blah, blah. It's his job too. Of course he can do that. I think that we forget how much, how important appreciation is in our marriage. And just thanking them whether they work or they stay home or whatever their role is, being appreciative of everything. And it makes them want to do even more for you when there's that feeling of love and appreciation in the home. I'm glad you brought that up because it's totally true. When you show appreciation to your spouse, it completely changes everything. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Appreciate all of you that listen. And uh, until next time, we hope you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship.